you know, the fact that this country can get things done, that we can be excellent uh, when the moment requires us to. There really is a level of exceptionalism um, that doesn't escape one whenever we go to the results operations center. So, uh, yeah, it really, really is going to be great hearing the latest in terms of what is happening from there. So you can expect a lot more uh, crossings to the results center throughout the day right here on SAFM. We're going to continue the conversation then with the My Vote Counts group. And of course, uh, they are talking to South Africans about what happens. What happens once you have voted? Uh, Sheelan Clark is the communications officer at My Vote Counts. Sheelan, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning to your listeners. Firstly, have you voted yet? Yes, of course I have. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. So, you know, you you are already driving in the mind of South Africans what we need to be doing when it comes to issues of accountability because often we cast our ballots and then we forget about it. And and Mm -hmm. I've seen this in my area. So we've been experiencing a lot of power cuts, a lot of water shortages. And only now towards the elections do you see people on WhatsApp groups asking, who's the ward councillor? Who do we need to call? But it's been five years of these people (laughs) being in government. You know, why are we only asking this question on the eve of elections? Surely we are responding after the fact. Yeah, that is true. And that is obviously a big thing that we really need to focus on. Because look, to be honest with you, before I joined my account many years ago, I didn't even know that your ward councillor or your municipality should actually have these monthly meetings with their communities. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they are actually responsible in ensuring that their service delivery. I didn't know that you can actually, you have the right to get, you know, um, tender processes, uh, financial audits of your ward, of your community. I didn't know that you had this, that had this right, but this, this is exactly it. And this is where accountability lies because we really, we can't really just vote for, for the person or, or the, the party on 1 November. There is a whole accountability afterwards. We need to make sure that the people who we put into office actually do the work that they do. Um, and it's all about you know, education. That's what we are driving at Marvel County, you know, letting people know that you have the right to access this information. This is where you need to um, access the information. Because there is this lack of you know, civic education and resources and, and all of this. And the ICD can't do do all of this uh, but I mean there is this lack of access to information which we really are trying to push. Mm. I think more and more South Africans are realizing that the only way to effect change is to be able to hold local councillors accountable and mm. it, it's 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 a conversation that's re- going to require a lot of learning from South Africans as well isn't it? Mm. Yeah th- th- that is true and I mean this is actually, now all elections are important, but to me, I think this one is probably the most important because this deals with, you know, the services that are, you know, that has a direct impact of us um, immediately once we even leave the polling station. So uh, this accountability really is, really is important. And again, like voting, you know, means, you know, taking back the power, people's power. Mm-hmm. We actually do have the power to change things. And, you know, this is uh, a way in which, we can, you know, have a say, a democrat, a say in the democratic um, uh, space, um, and you know, holding people accountable. I'm just thinking now of 
this area in Makana, uh, the Unemployment People's Movement, I think there are, mm-hmm. they, you know, they successfully took the municipality to court because of a failure to, to provide water, clean water in the community. Look, we can't really do this for all municipalities, but our local government system is failing. You know, the Auditor General's report, uh, 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 out of the 257 municipalities in South Africa, only 26 received clean audits. Our local government is in crisis. So people need to understand that actually... We do have the power, and this is by, you know, voting, but also by holding our, our ward councils, our municipalities to, to account to ensure that they do deliver the services. If not, we, we need to either vote them out or, you know, have, you know, conversations with them, ensure that, you know, we need to mobilize ourselves, educate ourselves, mobilize, mobilize ourselves as communities and ensure that, you know, they, because they represent us and ensure that they deliver the services um, that they are mandated to do. Shailen, I think an issue that's important that you raise linked to uh, the unemployed people's movement and what they have done in Makana is that as they were fighting for the delivery of services in the courts, this would subsequently be an issue that was then opposed by the, by the provincial government in in, 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 in in that area. And ultimately, it speaks to the spirit with which politicians govern. Because mm. when residents are not having their rights fundamentally respected, rights that are constitutionally enshrined and guaranteed, then it says something when government institutions are then going to oppose an application and Mm. take it on appeal or take uh, on appeal a court ruling that says you must provide these people with water. Yeah. And, you know, what we can also take from that is I think that, you know, it was very bold of them to do that, to take the municipality to court, because I feel like for years, many communities are like, ah, you know, I'm not going to vote because nothing has happened since 94. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe the politicians take that to an advantage, like, oh, the people won't really complain. They'll just, you know, just not either go vote or vote for the same party, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that the Makana residents were very really bold in that step. And it kind of, I feel like it kind of shocked <laughs> the province a bit. Um, with this ruling, and I feel like this is again, people need to remember that they hold the power. So I feel like this is where communities need to like look and you know make sure that they hold the power, make sure that they take the, take this responsibility, make sure that they hold the war councillors, uh, municipalities to account, to take these steps, and not just you know sit back and not do anything because in not doing anything, I feel like maybe you know the politicians, the bigger governments, the provincial governments. Will just be but relaxing, be like, oh, you know, the people are not going to do anything. We need to like really shake things up and take back that power. We're going to con- continue the conversation with Sheila and Clark. She is the communications officer at My Vote. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. We're continuing the conversation this morning on the Talking Point with Sheila Clark. She is the communications officer of My Vote Counts. And I'll still be taking your calls and your WhatsApp voice voice messages and text messages on 0614-104-107. That's the WhatsApp line. And you can also call us on 011-714-2006. So Sheila, you and I can, you know, talk a lot, a, a lot about 
going out to vote and how to hold people accountable. But I think we can't ignore the fact that we have a great number of South Africans who are eligible to vote, but who simply are not even registered to participate in the process. Yes, and um, this is really, again, the, the, the information, the access to information, because it was it's interesting this morning when I was standing in the queue, uh, people were standing in the wrong queue, that they, they were at the wrong, um, they were registered in a, in a different um, different area, and they had to vote in a different place. So they didn't know where to check this information. So it's, it's again, you know, this access to information that is, 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 is lacking, and that's something at Marvel County we're trying to, to improve uh, because, you know, the IEC can only do so much. Mm-hmm. But we really, as a society organization, really need to, to work on that and improve on that to ensure that people get this information. Um, and also just, you know, why it is important to, to go and vote and to go and register. Do you think that there is a lot more that can be done to make the voting system more accessible to South Africans to or to eligible residents in this country? Um, I, yeah, I think, of course, there can be more that that, that that can be done. I mean, again, like the IEC, I know that they are, you know, not, maybe they have capacity issues of the IEC, but there definitely is more that can be done because you get, like, areas where or where people have to travel quite far to go and vote at their voting stations. Um, and this all comes down to, um, you know, how, how things have been demarcated. But and there is really things that we really can work on. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a complicated process that the IEC can answer. But there definitely is more that, that, that can be done, um, especially considering, you know, um, older citizens, uh, dis- disabled citizens. Um, and again, like I said, like traveling far, to, to the polling station. And again, just, just getting that information, making sure that people are registered um, in, in areas that are, that are closest at the polling station that is closest to them so they don't tell that far. Because we've had, as, as my account, many queries about this. Uh, people didn't uh, maybe miss the deadline of, of the registration um, weekend, which was a few weekends ago. And I think also people think that that registration weekend is just for the 18, 19-year-olds who are registered for the first time. But this is when you need to update your address and all of that. I needed to update my address because I had moved in the last year. Mm. Um, so, you know, this is what you can use that, that registration weekend for. Unfortunately, I think this year we're only at the one registration weekend because of COVID. But I think that, you know, for people in that that, that instances, you know, maybe after the election, just ensure that you are registered in the like, correct ward, your, your details are updated so that there can be, you know, no issues with the next election. All right. Let me go to Jay. Jay, you're calling us from Durban. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you and uh, and good morning to the, uh, our host. Yes, uh, I want to tell you something. I am 73 years old. Mm. My son and I left home about 5 this morning to avoid getting caught in the heat. Boy, oh boy, there was an old pack of old lot of electoral staff, whoever was going to monitor and do things there. This is the planning and preparation went through the doors and windows, and I think it got dumped in the ocean. Mm. There was no social distancing. For one, they could have allocated, put boards up from this age to this age, and alphabetically they were selecting the people, 
and there was nobody monitoring social distancing. Then mm. our surname and proper names was confused. And I sat in a queue more than an hour in a wrong queue. Mm. I didn't let it go. I said, I am bringing it up on radio station. And what time does the person come with the shirts for the staff? He comes there long after 8 o'clock. What did the uh, announcement go? The first voting thing will start at 7 o'clock. With no regards to the elderly. I am a, a cardiac patient. I'm going for a bypass mm. yeah, very soon. I was so agitated and I was really, really feeling upset the way things were carrying on. The staff was just walking up and down and making a hell of a lot of noise. The police were around in the grounds. No monitoring of social distancing whatsoever. And I oh, think Jay. this is mm. bad, bad planning. Five years in being in, in, in ruling, yes, they want to rule the pay, people, but they don't know how to govern. I think everybody must, whoever is going around to become the top-seated person, let's see what his CV and what his experience and stuff like that. So we, the people now, we have the right to put you there for us, not for yourself. And Jay, just before you go, did you finally get a chance to vote? Yes. You know, I I brought it to the notice of the staff. I said, what am I doing in this queue? The board says there, MM to SU. I am G, Governor, P is my name that goes. If I didn't inquire, I would have been still sitting there. And I've got a funeral on today. Can you imagine mm. how I was just panicking? I'm going to get to the funeral in time. I've got to come home and have a bath, change uh, in my traditional outfit to get this. I am so disappointed with this planning and preparation. I, I, throughout, for the past 25 years, planning and preparation is not there. If we are told in our metric exams, we start our paper 8 o'clock. The examiner doesn't walk in at half past eight, quarter to nine with our papers. Okay. The teacher doesn't come looking for the table and looking for mm. this and that mm. and everything else. Yeah. You know, it's so disgusting. All these people are supposed to be educated. We were selected to uh, be there. I think a lot of nepotism is going on and it will still carry on. All right, it's- Jay. Let's leave it there. Jay out in Durban, a horrible start to her day, as you can hear in the sound of her voice. Not a pleasant uh, voting experience for her there. Uh, John in Makana, good morning. Morning, Kathy. Yes. I'm afraid I don't have a very positive report either. Mm, what happened? Tell me. I'm actually a candidate and I'm involved on in the organization side of an independent grouping of candidates. Um, so I've been at it since very early this morning and getting feedback from people out in the field. Uh, the, the particular voting station, where, which is the ward where I'm standing, uh, the queue has been about 200 metres long uh, since the beginning of voting. Uh, it's moving at a snail's pace, about 10 metres. Uh, people move at about a rate of about 10 metres every 15 or 20 minutes. They're in the queue for at least two hours. 
there's a very laborious process inside the uh, voting station. Much of the, uh, the where they, your your ID actually gets scanned when you are when you're outside the voting station before you let into the queue. Your ID gets scanned. Then it gets scanned again when you're inside the voting station. Mm. There've been problems with the scanners, so they then do it manually. People have to read out their ID numbers. Then there's a problem with addresses. I picked up the voters' roll just in my ward alone. Conservatively, 20% of the addresses are either obsolete or incorrect, or they don't exist. Sure. And so uh, that that is creating holdups. Now they have things have improved a little bit. I say I, I'm glad to say after much agitation, um, uh, they've now introduced a second scanning machine. So now things are moving a little bit faster. Uh, but I've had other reports from voting stations, which opened an hour late. Another voting station, Salem, for instance, uh, they moved the voting station without notice to anybody. People arrive at what they was identified as the voting station, the Salem Club, only to find uh, to find nothing there. There are no even signs to tell them that the voting station's been moved. Yeah. Uh, All right. And uh, and if you go, and I've made several visits to the uh, City Hall, where the, which is the IEC local operational centre, they're more concerned with decorating the hall in fine drapery that must be costing a fortune and with flower arrangements and things rather than the organisation difficulties. All right. John, thank you for calling in and for telling us part of what is happening in Makana. And I certainly hope that you are registering officially these complaints with the IEC. Even though the officials on the ground may not be taking it seriously, I think, uh, you know, especially as a candidate, you know the mechanisms, you understand the ways in which you can officially raise these grievances so that they are attended to by IEC officials. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there. Sheila, unfortunately... We've completely run out of time for this conversation. But thank you so much for having come on to the show and having shared at least your thoughts with us in as far as how we can be more accountable, how we can hold uh, those who are going to be voted into different councils accountable after today. It's just after 11 o'clock. Luyanda has your latest news.